Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. Sorry we're late, everyone. Yeah, Chase. My bad. <laughs> That's my bad. I think I, oh God, I think I almost threw my back out trying to headbang right there. <laughs> wow. Oh, you are in the Masters Division. Aren't I you? am, man. I'm, I'm just hard charging into 40 like I'm turning 60. This is, yeah. this is crazy. Tell me what it's like. Yeah, well, you'll tell me before. <laughs> I, I, I will pretend like I'm not 60. Dude, when you turn 60, until I'm 90. I can't wait. When I turn 60? Yeah. Fuck you, dude. I like, can't really? wait. Don't be pushing my clock like that. I mean, I know you got a few. You got some time. but yeah, Barely. Thank God I just jumped up one year already. I'm just saying. That's right. Happy belated birthday, Mr. Bill Grunler. Thanks, dude. What's the damage? Uh, 27 years old for my 26th year. Ooh. Ooh, we have crested the 26-26 <laughs> mark. Yeah. Seriously. What'd you do? Um, uh, me and my youngest daughter, um, my oldest daughter is in college, so she was off doing her thing. And me and my youngest daughter got a, did a little staycation thing. Sometimes Groupon does good things. Oh, and so Sometimes. I saw one that was like cheap. It was right by the beach. And I mean, we did the beach thing. We had the whole pool to ourselves, and we ruled that place. Mm. So we just, uh, we took over and you want to know what's really weird. Like Friday was cool. It was just us Saturday. There's a lot of people that were there and here I am. I'm turning 53 years old and I'm in the pool playing with my seven year old daughter. And like we, we, we play, we play hard. Yes. And it sucks all the other kids over to where we are. <laughs> they all want to play. You throw, the, you throw one kid at a pool, you're throwing all the kids at the pool. <laughs> well, I mean, like, all the other parents are up on top, and I'm like, hey, guys, get your own kid. Like, I'm here for my kid. I'm not here for your kid. You know, it has happened in the past when that happened in another hotel. And this couple, they bought me beer all day long because I yes. was basically babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Anyway, we had a good time. Uh, had what's a good time. up, everyone? Alyssa, Patrick, Joanne. You get to see one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is OG. <laughs> that is OG. Bruce, Corey, Renata, Jules. What's up, everyone? Sorry we're late. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> it's all good, man. Well, hey, hey you are, you've been world traveling. Ooh, yes. Okay. Yeah, story time. Story good. time. Give it. I had a Bill Grunler-esque travel experience. Mm. Now, if you guys don't know anything about Bill, is Bill... Uh, oh, before we get there, Corey. OG shirts are shipping on Wednesday. So they got the first round of orders in, shipping on Wednesday. And if you guys are like, hey, what are those? Uh, they're these they're OG those. shirts. Yeah. If you guys are watching the Syndicate broadcast, Mr. Adrian Bosman went on there throwing up an OG on the broadcast. Hell yes. On the broadcast. Hell yes. Appreciate that, Corey. I had a great time. Too much fun. Don't tell my wife. It was a lot of hard work, and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> but uh, go get yourselves one of these. We got the OG shirts. We've got the OG tanks. That I'm jealous with this blue, man. That blue is so sick. It does look cool. But yeah, Boz threw up the OG shirt on the broadcast, man. He had the green one. It looked cool. He had the cool. green one. Yes, yeah, that olive green one. one. Oh. Yeah. I saw, him, I'm so, I saw him on social media. Yeah. Anyway. Go to, uh, to SherpaWorks.com. 
S-H-E-R-P-A-W-E-R-K-S and search the OG collection. It's already on there. Get in there. Get in there. Two OG shirts on the way. Gosh, you are the best. Thanks, Rad Dad Rich. Thanks for the happy birthdays, you guys. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, give them to Bill. Appreciate that. Give them all to Bill. Uh, oh, okay, so story time. Bill is notorious for having the world's worst travel experiences. I don't know if it's because you have some, like, podunk air t- airport in Slow or St. Louis Abisbo. Maybe. But Bill <laughs> always has, like, he's either late or he's like, I'm flying in to see you guys at 2 in the morning when I land or whatever happens. It's... <laughs> It always happens on the same. And that's Bill's thing. That's Bill's thing where no matter what, his travel is going to get screwed up. No matter what. I have it with like food orders and restaurants. Yep. Can't get them right. Can't get them right. Doesn't matter. It's it's uncanny. And my wife just says it's my fault. I'm I'm not explaining it correctly. But I don't know how else I can explain getting a Brussels sprout salad with extra chicken on it. And <laughs> this this is actually a legitimate thing in like Wadapalooza. Wadapalooza, I'm actually. Hey, yeah, you're right wearing now. a Wadapalooza shirt. <laughs> and anyways, so I had I got the uh, I was very thankful to get to go to Amsterdam this weekend and broadcast the Lowlands Throwdown. So I show up. The they require you to be vaccinated, and I, I am. I got it over a year ago, and I was like, okay, cool. So I have my little card, and that's it. And it, I checked all the lit, like things, things that are required of you. And this is what I was told. I was like, okay, I'm good to go. I get to the airport in Dallas. I have a connecting flight in New York before I get to Amsterdam. That was my first screw-up was the flights that I picked. I was like, why do you have a connection flight? I was like, because that's the airline that they told me. They told me to use the Dutch airline, KLM, which was wonderful, oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. She's like, you idiot. American Airlines flies there direct. The Dallas-Fort Worth is the hub for American Airlines. They go direct all over the world. I'm like, no, they don't. I don't it, it, she was right. Wow. So screw up number one, me getting no direct flights across the weekend. So get my two passports. They check my passport they check my vaccination card and then i send me off to new york meanwhile my turnaround in new york is like 45 minutes idiot move number two wow terminals broken i have to exit the terminal and take a bus because it's all under construction to the next terminal so there's an extra 10 minutes gone i'm running up to my gate 10 minutes before the doors close they're calling my name because I am the last person that has not boarded yet. And when doors close, for those of you guys that are in the airline industry, when doors close, they do not open. Right. And they close 15 minutes before the departure time, no matter what. So they're like, passport, here's my passport, vaccination card, here it is. And the lady goes, this isn't good. This isn't good enough. I'm like, what do you mean it's not good enough? She's like, for Amsterdam... You have to have it within 277 days of your trip. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, have you been, have you gotten another one? I was like, another one? It's like, have you been boosted? I was like, I got naturally boosted. And when I got COVID in February, it made me miss yeah. Wadapalooza. I'm not missing another event, lady. Yeah. She's like, well, you can go in the back and get a booster. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, no. Because you can get yeah. another flight later. I'm, I am panicking. 10 minutes, 10 minutes before doors close, she goes, you are not allowed on this airplane. So I called the director. You know Robin. Yeah. 
We did some stuff for him. We did some stuff for him yeah. during COVID. We re- basically rebroadcasted the Lowlands Throwdown together. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I call him. He answers the phone. Thank God. He goes, what's up? I was like, they won't let me on the plane. He's like, what? I was like, my vaccination card apparently isn't good. And he's like, what? I'm like, I know. And then she's like, what? Is-? And while I'm on the phone, the lady's like, in this like little New York accent. She's like, what are you going there for? I was like, I'm going to broadcast a sporting event. She's like, oh. Would do you have a letterhead that says you're doing that? I'm like, I've got all these emails, and I'm like, on, I'm on a speaker with him, and he's cutting in and out because he's on like WhatsApp on the other side of the world, and God <laughs> knows what time it is. I think it's like 10 o'clock over there, and I'm going through it's like all the emails, all the contractors like, no, that's not good enough. You need a you need a letterhead like a from a, like a national work visa letterhead. And I go, Robin, can you do that? And he's like, Yeah, hold on. He's on his computer banging out his computer and the only reason why he had the letterhead because brian friend needed one to get into the country because apparently if you're doing work especially for sporting events you just need proof of that you're officially there for the sporting event you don't need any of the other stuff no like vaccination cards and all that other like three minutes left to go before doors close he goes just send it to you i pull up my email I tap on my phone with the PDF of he just basically like put my name on the letterhead. Yeah. Like a national official approval. And she goes, good to the door. Good to go. See you on the plane. It's like, oh, like of all the things that had to go right there. One, he had to answer the phone. Two, he needed to be awake. I guess that would be one. Awake. (laughs) Answer the phone. Now he's running the competition. That dude didn't sleep for four straight days, obviously. But the fact that he was on his computer and already had the letterhead. Because he had to use one for Brian and put my name on it, and then they let it go. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I don't think think Brian was vaccinated, was he? No. So he just, because he had the letterhead, it was all good. Exemption. There's a, there's a weird working exemption, especially from, from, for sporting events there, because they like love sporting events. What's up, Stefan? What's up, Stefan? Now, on the way back, like, hey, Amsterdam security is terrible. That, and I guess what happened, and this is what people told me all weekend, it's terrible, it takes forever, it takes like almost an hour and a half to get through it. And I guess that during COVID, nobody came back to work at the airport. So they're severely understaffed. And someone is like, I talked to someone who works there, and he says, it can take as long as an hour and a half to get through. I was like, damn, that's a lot. I'll get there two hours early. So I got there two hours early. And when I walked in, I was a little nervous. And I walked in, and there's nobody at a ticketing counter. Nobody. I was like, oh, all right. It's early morning. It's like 9.45. Then my flight's at 9.45. Run up. And uh, even if you have a COVID test, no, you, it's not, you couldn't prove that you had a COVID, negative COVID test. You either could have a vaccination card. This is Renata's question. Yeah. You either had to, you had to be vaccinated or prove that you got it and recovered from it within like 90 days. So stupid. I know. So stupid. It was crazy. I was like, well, I, I, I was like, I got COVID. I got COVID back in, in February. Like, I don't need a booster. I already got it. I, I got the best booster. I got it. She's like, do you have proof that you recovered from it? I was like, no. The United Girl, States. Yes, I'm standing The here United right States. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the United States didn't send me a congratulations on surviving COVID certificate. 
you survived your cold. Congratulations. Yes. And so, okay, so on the way back, I get to the airport. No one in the ticket line. I was like, great, great. No, I would never say that, Corey. <laughs> Liar. Uh, no, you know me. You would do this right here. Those of you that can see. That's different. We, that's a whole <laughs> show on broadcast <laughs> blow-ups. <laughs> Ru- Mount Rush moment of Chase's broadcast <laughs> blow-ups. Drop the headset. So get to the airport. No one's in line. I'm like, great, we're good. Go to the line where you have to put your ticket pass to get into these gates. Like it, you put your pass down, they go green, the gates open, then you walk upstairs to security. That line took 10 minutes. There's 50 people in line. It took 10 minutes. There's six lanes. Two of them are working, and one breaks every other person. So now I've lost 10 minutes to get just into the security checkpoint. Then when we get through it, there's a staircase that goes up, and... She stops a group because no one's allowed to stay, stand on the staircase. She's like, it's busy up there. You guys have to wait here. Now we wait in queue just to walk upstairs for 10 more minutes. I've lo- lo- now lost 20 minutes of my two hours. Now I go upstairs and there's a line and then there's a wall and I don't know what's on the other side of the wall. I'm hoping on the other side of the wall is the one line that just goes right to the gate or the security things. I get to the, the wall and Bill... I have never seen more people standing in one place in my entire life. <laughs> it would be like, it would be like, it felt like Jon Snow right before the battle at Winterfell where he fell off his horse and then the whole army was coming for him and he just like pulled out his sword. That's how I felt. I had an hour and a half until my flight and I look at the line and I go, there is no fucking way I'm making this plane. And I'm an hour and a half out. There's eight turnstile lines that are about 100 feet long, packed, and there are two security things open. Two. I went down halfway back. It took a half hour. I had six and a half more lanes to go. And I waited as long as I could as long as I could, 30 minutes before the doors closed, were closing, and I went, I have to be this guy. And I did. I just got out of line, and I just, like, mercy walked right right to the top, like, security bag check. And I was like, can I come in? My flight is doors closing in 20 minutes. From the time it took that, that part, me next in line took 10 more minutes. Like putting bag on the conveyor belt took 10 minutes. That process took 10 minutes. Running to the gate, five minutes to spare. Good to go. Wow. Then. They have a, they have a creepy <laughs> one there too with like the way the, 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 um, the buckets, the cases, the things that you put the stuff in, how it like pops out, comes down the big conveyor belt setup. Do they have that set up there? Uh, say it again. Where like you line up and the. The, the things pop that out. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, what it, it was. Out. Took 10 it's minutes. It's a whole different deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it took 10 minutes. 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so that I heard later that security line, because I felt bad. I was like, okay, I should have come here earlier. I should have. I, I really did screw up. And I normally don't, because I'm like, I don't mess with airports. And uh, that line that day took over four hours. So even if I got there two and a half hours early, I still would have missed it by an hour and a half. Wow. I couldn't believe it. So I get on the plane. I barely make it, finally. 
and I have an hour and 10 connection in Minneapolis. Going back to where I effed up number one by not getting a direct flight to Dallas. Hour and 10 minutes. On the plane, doors are closed, pilot comes on. We're going to be late, delayed 15 minutes. I'm like, ooh, okay, that sucks. Because 21 people didn't make the flight. They were in the same line. They were in the same line. 21 <laughs> people. Yes, Stefan, even if you gave yourself three hours, you still would have missed your flight. So I didn't feel all bad by dragging my feet. 21 people missed the flight. They have to take all their bags off the plane. All of them. And then he's like, all right, bags off the plane. It'll be another 15 minutes to get them on the plane. I was like, oh, my God, I just lost a half hour. Now I'm, I'm only thinking I have, I have another 45-minute transition in Minneapolis to get onto the plane. And at least in the U.S., it was New York. I just had to run to the gate. When I land in Minneapolis, I have to go through customs and uh, the passport. I have to do two things. Oh, man. And then they come on the flight, or they come on the speakers like, we're going to be delayed another 15 minutes because there's no one to drive the truck to back the plane out of the gate. We are now 45 minutes behind. They have like four people working at this airport? Or yeah, what? pretty much. I think they all did the same thing. They're like, hey, we need well, to back out a plane. So they, the, so they closed the, the security. Airport. They closed one I mean, security Amsterdam line. Yeah. International. <laughs> oh. So we land in Minneapolis. And I'm talking to the, this, the, the KLM, um, what are they called? Flight attendants. Personnel. Flight attendants. Amazing. And it's this lady that's like, listen, I'm going to be late. She's like, there's eight other people that, that have connections. We are aware. I was like, cool. What's the plan? <laughs> She's <laughs> like, well, because I, I was at pretty close to the front bulkhead. I was in like the er, light early teen numbers just so I could like move around easily. She's like, well, when we land, we'll get you off first, but it's going to be hap It's going to have to be after business class because that's just how it works. I go, I feel like in this case, there's some extenuating circumstances because we got 45 minutes delayed. We can just be like, hey, business class people, these eight people need to exit the plane before you. Would you like to be human beings and allow this to happen? And I, I kind of made that tone. I was like, okay, but does that like really need to be a thing? Does it really need to be a thing? And then later she's like, okay, get in the front row here. And as soon as we open, we're going to sneak you guys off and you can go. Sneak you off. Sneak you off, right? <laughs> don't look at us, business class. Don't, don't look at these lowly people. What's that uh, people bridesmaid that is like, help end. me, I'm poor. Mm. <laughs> so we get off the plane. I'm running. I get to security where you're checking your passports. No one's there. I now have 30 minutes to doors close. I have to wait five minutes for one freaking lady to just lift her effing head up and be like, you can come over here. Five minutes. Sitting there just tap dancing. She's doing nothing. Nothing. Get it? Run over. Password. Why are you in Amsterdam? Work. Did you bring anything? No. I was like, where's G17? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, thanks for nothing. Gives me my password back. I run to the security line that I now have to go down. It's 100 yards. I had to run down there, get there. They're like, hey, uh, we're closed for a couple minutes. I go, you cannot be closed right now because we all have planes to get to and we now have 12 minutes before the door is closed. And, I, and she goes, I'm sorry, but it's like we, it's two minutes. They're standing there. And there's this little rope. They're standing there. This is their job. They're there. 
And it went, lady, word for word, I will walk through the security line naked and leave my bags here to get on this plane. Like, I will prove I am carrying no weapons. Uh, word for word. She laughed and goes, all right, guys, open it up. I'm like, A, thank you. B, what the fuck? Like, you, <laughs> I had to threaten you with nudeness to get onto this thing? Threaten you with nudeness. Threaten you with nudeness. That's I was dead serious, too. I was like, passport, wallet. I have a fanny pack, by the way, for all of this. So I have a fanny pack. I was, it's going to be me and a fanny pack de-flopping my way to G17. Full sprint. So we get through. I now have eight minutes to get to a gate, and I have no idea how far it is. But apparently, it's the furthest point away for currently I am. And Bill, I dead sprinted with my backpack and a full duffel bag for seven minutes to get to this gate. Yeah, I've done that. That's the whole time. CrossFit, CrossFit. I got there with three minutes late. When I got there, I literally collapsed on the ground right in front of the ticket stand as if like I just finished a workout. And all I could think in my head as we close this long story out was that if I didn't do CrossFit, there was no way I was making that flight. (laughs) All joking aside, there would have been no chance. No chance. Yeah. Can you imagine all the... I mean, you see people running in the airport all the time. Yeah. And every (laughs) time I see all those people, I'm like this. Yeah, you're not going to make it. No. No, you're not going to make it. <laughs> and I, so I get on the plane and I'm, I'm like, I'm, sw- I'm dying. And it's yeah. a two seater on my side and I have the aisle because I'm smart. And, and the guy looks at me. This is the reference that he gave out. Of all the running in the airport references he could have gave me, he's like, what did you have? And I was like, dude, I, I just had to huff my puff, like huff, like get my ass here. He goes, Oh, so you're like O.J. Simpson. I go, wow, that was it? Like, I know, like, if you guys don't know. That's an age thing. Yeah, that's an age age thing. This was, this was a, was it a, was it a glove commercial? Is that even the best part? What was it? Uh, No. It wasn't the glove commercial. Was it a shoe, like a work shoe commercial? Something like that, yeah. It was O.J. running through the airport and doing hurdles and stuff, and he's, like, trying to catch his flight. But I was like, damn, bro. (laughs) How old are you? (laughs) How old are you and how am I, how old am I that I was like, oh, I get it. That's a weird, that's a weird oh, yes, reference. That was exactly me. Exactly oh. me. I hurtled over the, over the seats and everything. Yeah. So that was it. In slow-mo. I know we're, uh, so, and so I land and I land and have to do a podcast with uh, Justin Berg and Bosman. They're like, hey, can you do a podcast? I'm like, I just got, I just got back to Texas, but he's like, it's short and sweet. I was like, and I texted my wife. I was like, hey, I have to. I can't come home right now. I have to do a podcast. But the way it was work, I was like, I was getting the podcast done, pick up my kids from school, and finally get home at like 6 o'clock in, in the evening. And she didn't react positively to that. And I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> and all I wanted to do in my head, well, this, no, all I wanted to do outside, I did this in my head. I was like, do you have any fucking idea what I just did to get here? And you're gonna ha- hassle me for ninety a, a ninety minute difference. I could have been here back on Wednesday. <laughs> of course, I didn't say any of that because she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong, but I still had things to do. But man, I know that was a long story, but it was a lot. Dude, I have. I think I lost a year off my life on stress alone. I think that's happened to me so many times that I just 
like I don't even get phased by it anymore. I just have been, I kind of ping pong my way through all of that stuff. It's happened so many times. What I think is hysterical is the fact that you had one enough time <laughs> to sit there and log all this down because you guys know that this is going to be like nine Instagram posts of the going to Amsterdam, the security line at Amsterdam, the, how we got back. The I had my nudeness had to threaten the lady with nudeness, and yes, I think it's I like the word nudeness better than nudeness. <laughs> Nude, it just sounds more fun. Um, oh my gosh, that's funny. So that was that's yeah. good. Yeah, everything else was that's great. Good. It was really it was really cool to be in Amsterdam. I'd never been before. And it's, fun. Uh, it's a good place. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it was a little. Uh, uh, the, the podcast we did, I I probably look like a zombie. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, I'm sweating just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. oh what are we even here for? Uh, We're here to talk programming. Recap the programming. Yeah, recap the programming of the semifinals. The first thing I want to talk to you about, uh, Stefan, no, I didn't. I didn't get a Stroopwaffle. I screwed up. I know that was like the one thing he told me to get. Ooh, there's (laughs) one. There's one. Renata, do a rush moment on traveling on Patreon. Uh, This one must be there. Do like a 12 (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it wouldn't even be I, mine I, because that's I the worst six, every yeah. trip i've taken i'll take bill will take his top four and then i'll take four others of bills because i never have any problems <laughs> but, well no now you have one though yeah but now i, I told my story we don't need to retell that whole thing again that was 20 minutes people can't get back from their life but how that's we true. can do one of bill's top eight <laughs> <laughs> bill's top eight mount rush moments his one through four and my five through eight. <laughs> Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on first is now that we got to see the individual standardized ones live, I'd be curious if what's your your thoughts on seeing it now live in person versus kind of how you thought about it. I know, I know we would have liked to see something else, but after seeing it, how do you how do you feel about it now? Uh, well, and specifically the I ten still- the ten rounds of legless rope climbs and shuttle runs. <laughs> I still feel that. Even with the the way the setup is, I feel like we are. Um, what, was, what was the last year that we did uh, standardized? Was twenty eleven? Uh, oh, uh, that was the non the non standardized twenty eleven, I believe. Twenty eleven, yeah. I feel like that's what this was. So there were great events. Like what's there were some really good events. No, I, I mean, I mean like the rope climbs. Were like, the rope climbs specifically. We'll we'll go through all the. Events oh, you want to do just those two? Well, I want to start there. Like spent like after seeing that event. Ah. Uh, like so, well, I want to touch on those two. How you feel about it, okay. teams as well, and then the overall thing. Um, after seeing I, the rope climb with go a, with the rope. Okay, with the, we'll start with the rope climb. Yeah. I. I don't think it was exciting. I don't think it was a super good show of fitness compared to the other things that were offered. I feel like it forced it forced the events to have to work around an event that had just 
seem to I, I don't think it really fit I, okay. I I still even when I was watching it like I, I I felt really bad about the Scott thing um and actually I got hit up a lot when when Scott announced what happened with his knee I mean you I got, of anyone I got hit a lot knows about that. yeah I, I mean and, and I, someone actually asked me if if it had to do with the rope length when when I when I blew my knee out um and it mine I don't think that it was. There were people that thought that I hurt my ankle because I uh, thought of the rope on the ground. Yeah. But mine was because I was pinching my my thighs up at the top on the way down when I'm speed roping down, which turns my, my feet out. Oh, and your so knees So when I in. landed and I went to turn, my foot stuck in the dolomer mat. And so when I came down, it popped my knee. That's what popped mine. Um, again, it's not that I think that the event is a bad event. I, I don't think that it's a bad event. I just don't think that it was needed here, especially with all of the things that were leading up to that. I still, even with the, there were some great races. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to see what people were doing and, and all that, but we rope climbs just happened. And I don't think that we gained anything by that. Um, I don't think we gained anything by it, by having it, honestly. I see that. <clears throat> um, a couple things on my end. I liked it better than the 2014 version because why? of not having to move the pylon. It made it a more fixed race with shuttle runs and legless rope climbs. I thought they had, didn't they, the judge moved their pylon, didn't they? Not in 2014. No, 2014 they did. 2014. We had, to, we had to move them. Yeah, I, one... I like that the judges moved the pylon, so they were oh, just God, hitting a line. I think that added to the competitive element of the test. Whereas like move pylon, jog down, it was more about legless rope climbs then. This one made it more of a race. Yeah, but I, even from when you were watching, they weren't running. Well, weren't I'm just saying one run. positive. Well, this uh, year they were. You're, you're they were trying. sprinting. I liked it. I'm saying I liked it better than 2014. Yeah. Okay. The one thing I cringed about is how Bad the judging standards were across the board, especially on the women's side. For like About legs touching? Legs touching or the little thigh squeeze. I'm like, why is nobody looking for that? That's the only thing I think about when yeah, is the tap thigh grab or the hand over hand scoot with the... I was gonna say something else, but with yeah, the, you got you got you got something grabbing down below. Yeah, <laughs> a little three points of three points of contact. <laughs> yeah, like hand over hand pump action cooter climb. I don't know what you want to <laughs> like. That's the it's so obvious. Yeah, and there were some ones I saw a girl wrap her leg around the top of the rope, and they still called it good. Really? Yeah. That crap was everywhere. There were times during the broadcast. See, how how could how could the how could the judging get worse? Hey, do you know that uh, so you can't spell legless without kegels? <laughs> <laughs> Kegel climbs. Kegel climbs. It was just. It was almost like doing pistols in the open. Like it was. It was so fast. And it just got it got a little sloppy. That being said, I I enjoyed watching it. I, I I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. So I'm not as I'm not as down on it. Would I have been fine with something else? Yes. 
but I didn't hate it. And the other thing I liked is that since it was just a legless, it just gave them more opportunity to use more things. Like if they used a giant chipper, like if they dictated that, I feel like that would cut so much away from <clears throat> the creativity from the events since it was just like a lift and a legless rope climb. And that was all they took away from him from movements. It gave them more freedom to do things. Exactly. My point that gives them too much freedom. Oh, you basically wasted two I positions where CrossFit is ensuring that a certain, you know, a certain level of athlete gets there. Okay. Okay. And instead of letting what was happening before, it's like, okay, it's, it's wild west. Everyone can do whatever crazy stuff they want. Now this is what we standardize across the board. Is that? Yeah. I mean, the lift, the lift was the lift. I think I, no matter what lift you have in there, I like the fact that it was a complex. It was fun to watch. There was good lifting that was happening. There was some, um, some, some really big lifts. It was cool. Um, it pushed people to the limit, you know, on the, on the jerk, which I thought was great. Yeah. And that at least, I mean, I think no matter what other lifting type thing you would have put in there, I, I don't think you could have gained a whole lot more out of that. That X that box. I just did think you like that? Come, and I don't think that that's a bad event. That's what's that's what's hard. It's it's not that it's a oh, bad yeah, event, yeah, but yeah. it didn't do what it needed to do, which was standardized across the board one. And then I, I, we didn't gain anything by repeating it two. And then we just did a bunch of rope climbs before that three. Yeah, I just don't think it was needed. I see what you're saying. So and, and again, I also see what you're saying. The event. Just don't like that it was in there. It was. Could have I feel like that's so kind of a things. that's kind of a theme of the open and the quarterfinals that we've totally. had. It's this like, entire year has been that. Every event, I'm like, yeah, I like this by itself, and then you yeah. see it together, and you're like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole puzzle, the whole puzzle doesn't look good. The pieces look great. It's like all the pieces fit perfectly together, but it's not the same puzzle. No. They're like all the wrong colors and all the wrong yeah. details. That yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, did you see that one? No. Uh, that was at the that was at the syndicate. That girl caught the bar with her back. You didn't see that? Is that the one where she just got locked out overhead and fell flat on her face? Fell forward, yeah. So she stepped forward and then started buckling. Oh yeah, let me try to find this. I know what you're talking about. Um, I have it on my phone right here because I was showing. Here, I'll, I'll put it up. I think. Uh, okay. Who? Uh, I think someone. Put a, uh, I think Make Wants Right Again did this. Or was it Wants Zombie? Someone made a meme about it, which is pretty funny. Anyways, yeah, I saw that post and I was like, what just happened? Did you like that as the test that they had? Did you like that as the strength event? Um, yeah, I, I did. Okay. I did, I did. too. I think uh, I didn't understand why some people didn't like that. I mean, you have to have a strength test. I think I think that's totally appropriate to do that. It's better than a just a single one rep. I mean, you still have there's a there's a little bit more of a conditioning element to it, um, a stamina element to it, and and then the strength obviously. So I thought I thought it was good. Anytime you do a complex like that, I, I I'm more in favor of that. Unless you're going to do multiple reps of a of a of a lift, or you have a you have a bigger um, breadth of tests. So if you if you only have six right, events, right. If, you have, right? if you have like fifteen tests, okay, you can one rep. Heck it. yeah, fine. you put a one. You should you you should yeah. test absolute one off strength in a yeah. fifteen event test, and that's what the CrossFit Games is for. 
But this field was vetted with the other total, which we like to call the CrossFit total. <laughs> so they had three different tests of maxes that were all very similar in, in maximal weights. And then you do this complex, which is an absolute display of strength and efficiency. There's the other thing, too. is like if it's just a one rep max clean and jerk, you can still fake shitty technique. In this complex, you cannot. You can have three ugly right. cleans and then maybe like suck up two more squats, but you're not hitting that jerk unless you have the technique to do so. I thought it was a great test. And I love that they standardized the lift across all semifinals. I think that was a very, and we've said that before. We believe CrossFit had to do that. And I think they did a great job with this event. And that's what's so crazy about, okay, CrossFit standardized across the, all the athletes that piece. They took care of that. And then you had the rope climb event and you missed everything. Like it was a whole opportunity to, again, decide and you know i think we i think in our one of our podcasts we talked about that that the uh that they should standardize the gymnastic piece which okay granted uh rope climbs is gymnastic but we already did that i i, I just I, I did i think that was a miss on that one but yeah the lift was great what about where <clears throat> eric has this question where events put it do you think crossfit should have given them the events and where to put them because the events got to put the events, uh, the standardized events wherever they wanted. Yeah, I do. I do. And uh, like, I forgot where was, you wanted it. it. Uh, well, I think with all of the talk about how CrossFit was supposed to help the events with a general you know, layout and make sure that everything's good and make sure that everything works out right. Just giving them basically two events and then giving a a, a cross mm -hmm. on like okay those events are fine. Um, that's very uh, sanctional ish. Oh. They didn't. I mean, they didn't do. I don't think they did what they were going to do. If they're going to help organize that, but allow the events to showcase their flavor, which is fine, then say okay, here are the events. Here's the event styles that we're looking for. You have to have these time, time domains. You have to have these things. Here's where you're putting the rope climb. Here's where you're going to put the strength. Yeah. You work around that. Tell us what you have. Okay, now you have those. Okay, that checks, that checks, that checks, that checks. This one doesn't work. Make sure you kind of go this way and do that. John has a question. Uh, what do you think was a better technique, the touch and go or the catch at your knee? Like where you basically go to the hang and reset and then go touch and go from there. Totally depends on the athlete, Yeah. first of all. Um, myself... If I knew that uh, I was going to miss the clean on the second part, because on, on that third on that third rep, mm -hmm. I would go go to the knees at the uh, uh, at the second one to try to to make sure I could get a good grip on that. I mean, I know you can't you couldn't stop. They wouldn't yeah. let you stop, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, you could okay. Well, so well from the floor the or at any point in time yeah, before I hit the floor. Yeah, like you could sit there. In the rack position, or you could sit there in the hang position. You just couldn't put yeah. it in your hip crease and do like the hand regrip thing. I still think you can, you could not regrip, but you could retention your hands to make sure you have a good enough grip, make sure you have your hook grip. So I think you could do that. But I, I, I know that I wouldn't want to be hanging there under a lot of time under tension myself. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great watching the athletes do power clean on the first one. 
and then the two the two uh, squat cleans because then they don't have to pull it up as high. Yeah, you know, using using their legs going into the front squats, and then uh, I mean, a lot of big jerks, man. Wow, it's yeah. a lot of big jerks on men's side, the women's side. It was just it was nuts. Yeah. Does anyone have a compiled list of all the lifts and legless times? Yeah, there are some being made. I know of a few people that are doing it. <clears throat> the Tyler Taylor, the morning chalk up. I'm sure Brian Friend is doing some stuff. And then Mike Kaplan, I believe that's his name. Camplin. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know he's doing stuff as well. So it'll be out there. Whether CrossFit does or doesn't, I don't know. I still don't think they can do it for the legless event because not all the floors and process was the same. That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, they're a little different. They're not going against each other, but still. Again. Back in the day, it would be the same, same, same. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, I love the complex. I thought it was a great test. I thought it was really fun to watch. Um, And it, it just displayed so many facets of strength that was necessary to test outside of a one rep max. Now, this question just came up. I think it was Alyssa, more of a statement, but hopefully, and we'll get there after four semifinals of, of weekends, but it says, hopefully there's no single lift in the last chance. And I couldn't agree more because last year, the Lance test qualifier was four events and they had like a three rep or five rep max dead stop deadlift test. Yeah. And in my opinion, you, in quarterfinals, you tested three max lifts. In semifinals, you tested one max complex. You don't need to test any more strength events in the last chance qualifier. You just need to find the fittest person of the group. You've already done yes. two. You've already right. done your two. And if you think about the cross the games, like they don't have three different isolated strength tests. They don't. Unless you do the final event of last year's last chance qualifier, which was perfect when it was an ascending ladder of skills and reps, and lifts. And I think that if there should be weight in the the last chance events, but not a lift. Like, it should be like, okay, we we know we have badasses that are here. They just missed the shot to go to the games. So now let's make them push some weight for some speed. Yeah. Chad, the finish line at Syndicate was actually, that, that floor was shorter than the other ones. They actually had to change the distance for the shuttle run because of that <clears throat> arena, I believe, for all the other ones. They actually had to change their whole floor plan because of that event. Syndicate did. So, let's see. Stefan said, I think it's unfair to compare Rich and Annie's teams on the same playing field. Yeah, we're not doing that. The environments are different. They both won all six events, which is just insane. I mean, to be expected, but neither one of them have ever done that before. Obviously, Reykjavik has never done that. Mayhem got close last year. They got five first and one second in the last event. But in this weekend alone, we had three. We had two teams and Tia Claire Toomey that won every event, which is unreal. Unreal. We'll get to the last chance qualifier after four weeks and what we think it would be, but that is a good question. I don't think there should be any lift in there by itself. I, 
Well, yeah. Pe- well, of course, people are comparing them, and they should. That's the fun part about sports. It's like you can't compare <laughs> '90s basketball to these 2000 pussies. Like, yes, but that's sports, and that's the fun part. So we get it. Well, and and it's mayhem, and you always have to see like, okay, well, who's what are the big group of names that are gonna, that are going to be coming after them? So who? Of course, you're going to have the comparison. Of course, yeah. you are. Uh, what's what's hard is that you can't. You can only compare them on two events. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, realistically. <laughs> right. Because they only did two events that were the same. And so the other ones aren't, they were on different playing fields. There were, you know, one was doing the apples events and the other one's doing the oranges events. <laughs> Even though they, they won their prospective bushels. Bushels. Uh, programming wise, overall, what do you think? Uh, let's look at. Let's see. The one that got the most noise from people, which was strange to hear their complaints. Some of them were warranted. At least the conversation to be had. Yeah. Uh, let me find this. Let's go to Syndicate Crown real quick. So you had your two. You had the Barbell Complex. I guess that was the first event of the weekend. Uh, you know what I'd be curious is, I mean, it doesn't matter now, how Haley would have finished if it was like on day two. Because at Lowlands, it was event four. It was the final event of day two. And since, like, everybody's fresh, of course everyone's going to lift that much more. Right. Um, John, do you think Tia would go six for six at all semis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. I do. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Syndicate. Okay, so Oregon Trail. 30 cal echo bike, tank push, 30 dumbbell burpee deadlifts, push, 20 echo bike, push, basically a hang, a dumbbell complex of sorts. And this is one of those is the, the, the gripe here for some people was the, all the events at three of them were very similar. They had a monostructural machine with an odd object weightlifting movement and uh, body weight movement. Like Oregon Trail, their other odd object was the, the tank push. In skiing with Carrie, you have med ball, yeah. odd object, ski erg, and then body weight with the GHC sit-ups and the handstand walks. On Jackie style, rower, body weight, empty barbell. Like it's, it's, it's the same three style of events. And I agree. And it's one of those like I like – I like these a lot individually in a silo, but I can see where there is not a lot of difference between the three tests. Uh, just but within the test, have... and I'm saying not because, and, and this is where I want to expand, and I like you take it right there because you're 100% right, is when you say, like, oh, they're just a bunch of couplets in under five minutes. It's like, yes. But not right. every couplet is created equal. Neither are right. these. So what I'm saying is like I see where people are coming from. I would like you to explain the differences between the three of them. Yeah, just because the basic ingredients might be the same doesn't mean that the cake's going to come out the same way. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> very God, gross. Oh. Not a, anyway, uh, I don't think it's bad that you have a machine, you have an odd object, you have a body weight. I don't think that those things are bad. Um, the time frames on these are different, so the duration is going to be different. The intensity levels are going to be different. Um, what I don't 
I thought that these three events specifically were really interesting. I don't know why the torque tank is still being used. That's a good I, question. I, and that Mike, oh, Mike Halpin, yeah, you. Your, uh -huh. your leaderboard. Uh, do you have a take on the tank being used in an event? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to have an object that if you push lightly or you push hard, that it's going to be the same output. Like you either need to be penalized for going light or um, uh, rewarded for going harder. I mean, that's that's what you'll have on an assault bike. I mean, yes, it's hard, but you get a lot more wattage out of it. You get more out of it by going faster and harder and being able to put that in there. We, we have seen it multiple times where this tank is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I don't know why we keep getting hung up on having to have a sled. We, we have seen so many times where, I mean, I love the tool for training. And that's what they always say, especially for the torque tank, use it for training, not for competing. Uh. But it, I mean, you look at the floor, you look at the grass, you look at the moisture, you look at the paint on the, on the ground, you look at the rubber. Whatever the contact is, it never seems to be exactly the same. And so because of that, you don't have the same race. With that being an issue, just take it out. You mm. don't need it. There are other things you can do to get the same, to get that same response. So I don't think that's needed. So I I don't like that event because of that piece. I like the other stuff. I like the bike. I like the dumbbell work. I think that that's cool. I mean, they could have done something else with it. With that, with the torque tank, I mean, just could have put handstand walks in there and had him go across if he needed to. Mm. Um, uh, the Jackie style, you know, you, I didn't hear this one time. They made a big deal about how the Jackie style in this event was, you know, we did it in the regionals before, and now we're going to see how far everyone's advanced. And so what we're going to do is we're going to smack him you in the face and hit you, you know, with two of them. But no one one time said that the Masters did this as an online qualifier event. Right. In 2015, we did back to back Jackie. We didn't do it up and then down. We just did it back to back. So we did 1050-30, So you had a bunch of old people doing this way back in the day. So bunch I, of old people. I mean, yeah, a bunch of old people. That's all right. I'm an old person. I could say that. <laughs> I think that I think that it was cool what it was. I liked it. Um, man, there were so many interesting things to to watch. Uh, 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 dude. Chrissy Aramo O'Connell, badass. <laughs> she's, God, she's so, so badass. badass. I loved watching her work, and it was so interesting watching her. Just if if you saw it, and you probably didn't get a chance to, but if you saw her go through her thrusters, no, I didn't. Get crushed to. her thrusters so hard, like she stayed ahead, set ahead of Haley because of the the speed on her thrusters. Oh wow! To where when she got on the row at the end, her legs barely bent. It was all back. And and I didn't hear anyone say anything about that. Like her legs barely bent. It was all pulling from the back. Cause she's like, I you and that, that's what I thought was so great was, you know, on the on the pull-ups, you do all the pulling and then you shut that piece down. Then on the thrusters, you use all legs and then you shut that piece down. And then for the for the row, you use everything you haven't used. You already did your pulling. Your legs are shot from the thruster, so it's like all back. And she just went nuts on that. It was awesome. Awesome. I like that one a lot. And then the skiing with Karen, I mean. That's about all he did, John. Yeah. That's all. I feel bad. I mean, but that's, 
I don't I don't feel bad. I mean, like Ben's been no. in the game a long time. Yeah. Like he's had his time, man. He like had his the, time. the guy, no matter how bad he does, the dude's a legend. He didn't even do bad. He got thirteenth. Yeah. But he complained a lot about the programming. Yeah. There's eighty people watching. You guys are crazy. That was awesome. He's been dressed in full dad attire. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ben Smith has been dressed in full dad attire since 2008. Like, right. <laughs> he, he hasn't he like changed 15. at all. Like, him turning into a dad changed nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the skiing with Karen I thought was pretty cool with the, the skier going one way, you know, and then having that, that added GHD on top of that. I mean, I know... Uh, the bullshit GHD all... sit-up says some people are doing. Well... Or that how, we're allowed how, how we to not do. Learn, how have we not learned from watching these things before? We've seen people shorten the range of motion sitting on top of the pad. We saw that five years ago. You know, and then all of a sudden, well, longer than that, actually, I think. Six years ago. Yeah. Um, and we're right back to doing that. And now it's okay. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't we forget. Don't we forget. Like we, we're forgetting the things that we've already done. Yeah. But I like the event. I thought that that one. I like that one as a as a as a long chipper. I you know, I thought I, thought, I like that one. I thought yeah. that was cool. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, gang, do us a favor. It actually helps the podcast tremendously if you hit that like button and you subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care what Savan says about me saying shit like that. We appreciate it. It's just right there at the bottom. Click, click, and then put in a comment. Talk some shit about the torque tank. While, while you're scrolling over to talk shit about the tor tank, hit the thumb and the bell. <laughs> but the um, bell. you're right. And yes, do these three events in particular, Jackie Styles, Skiing with Karen, and Oregon Trail, all have similar movements, patterns, modalities, concepts, time domain, 12, 15, 25? Yes, I get it. Are they the same events? No. No. Like there's a big difference between an empty barbell thruster and a thousand meter row buy-in than echo bike cows, tank pushes, and anything with dumbbells. And the skiing with Karen is like even the other side of the world. I hated that they let them do that GHD setup. Oh, Wad Zombie, bless you. Bless you with that. Oh, thanks, dude. I and this is me because I'm me and I'm playing bias here, but I love skiing with Karen. That was one of my favorite ones of the weekend. I think it's a I and think it's Oregon a Trail. One. I like those. I, I would enjoy those. The thing is, is like when you let an athlete do GHD sit ups like that, it completely changes the movement. Like it completely changes it. Like the stimulus isn't the same. And Adrian Conway made a post about this actually. If you haven't Saw guys, that. if you haven't seen, go see it because he's a hundred percent spot on. And he made this wonderful analogy. Is like. Just because you're going through the same range of motion and you're hitting all the standards, it does not mean you're doing the same movement. The reason why the GHC sucks is because it's smoking your core, but you're not using your abs. It's blowing up your legs because you're supposed to be using those to get it done. And the breadth of range of motion is the stimulus of the movement. The difference between sitting on top and putting your knees out, just because you still got the same range of motion, was... He made an example was take a thruster, same weight, same range of motion, but instead of a front rack, you do a back rack. That's the difference. I would do back rack thrusters all day long. Oh, yeah. But the hard, hard part about a thruster is that it has to sit in the front rack position and my arms are getting blown up and I can't breathe and my heart rate's elevating. And I put it on my back 
it makes a completely difference. And that is the difference between the two. And it should not have been allowed. No. At all. And I don't know how it wasn't seen. That's and I don't blame the athletes doing you, it. You're, 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 you're hey, making you, it easier. I, as an athlete, you yeah. play to what your judge is going to allow. If they're going to let you do it. Thank you, Joanne, by athlete, the way. You're going to do it. Thank you, Joanne. Um, but I, that's, and, and again, the, the idea of, you know, what we're going to do with the judges. I mean, I feel bad. I don't want to bag on the judges. I, I, I hate to do that, but the head judge should have come around and that should have been the first thing they said. Unless they didn't, they don't care. Like I'm not putting that on the judges of not to look out for that. I'm putting it on the, the competition director that just allowed yeah. it. Well, the head judge, whatever, head judge should have seen that, or it should have been the. I don't that think it was the briefing to the judge. But that's what I'm saying is like I don't even think they were like, you you let these go. I think they just said we don't care what you do, touch the ground, touch the pads. That's what I think what happened. I mean, if that's the case, then announce it. Well, you don't say that. Yeah. I mean, when they do the athlete briefing and they tell all the athletes. Okay, if that's what they said, look, I don't care. Then my ass would be on the inside of the pad. My rib cage would be on the top of the pad. My hands would be slapped yeah. on the ground. That's it. Wesley, you know? if you're joining just now, the GC sit-up is traditionally done. Well, it's supposed to be done. Not even Like, this is how you do the movement. Right. You're on a pad. Your butt goes on the back side of the pad closer to the floor, and your hips are free to move. So when people have back pain, it's because their hips are too far on top of the pad and they're hinging at a joint that is not meant to hinge. <laughs> right. And so what they would do is they would sit on top of the pad, splay their knees out, and turn it more into like an ab mat sit-up where they wouldn't use their legs at all and just like touch and reach. And so they're, they're getting a, a leverage. And the reason why you do it is because it makes it way easier. Way easier. Way you shore easier. Shorten up the lever, it's a lot less it's weight a, you got to move. It's a different movement entirely as far as stimulus. And that's what we're saying is like that. that's not the same. It's not the same event anymore. It's supposed to be hard because you're coming off a skier, which is just that basically same GHD interior crunch movement. You smash, you smash your abs, you blow their legs up, and then you say, good luck doing a GHD sit-up in the traditional sense. But when you cheat it like that, well, I'll say when you work around it like that, they weren't cheating because they were given free reign. They were allowed. Right? Yeah. So we're, they we're not saying they were cheating. When you manipulate the movement like that, then it completely changes the workout. That's why. We're not yeah. saying it's a positive or negative. We're just saying that shouldn't have been allowed to begin with but but that's a great chipper though hell yeah i mean that is a great chipper especially going the other way and the handstand walks in there keep forgetting to talk about the handstands walk it was awesome yeah i love yeah. this event i like jackie style i like i like i like all of these events i liked the final i just hated the name because <laughs> like, it wasn't that it wasn't king kong <laughs> 2.0 oh, king kong 2.0 where there's no deadlifts or cleans, <laughs> which was two of the four movements in King Kong. Like maybe they could have called it like Mothra or something like that instead. You know, yeah. You can't call it Godzilla because there was another one of those two in there. But call it Mothra, Mothra, or whatever. Yeah, Mothra, Godzilla. Wait, no, isn't there Godzilla? 
There is, is a god. That's why. I, that's why I said you couldn't call oh, it yeah, Godzilla. Right, you have to call right. it something else. Yeah. Oh. But I like that event though. That I was do. A cool event. That's the other thing. Is yeah. like all these weird outside the box things that I have a problem with. And I love. I love every one of these events. These are all yeah. super fun. But if you look at if you look at the total of this now, what do you think is missing? Um. Oh. <sighs> see, to see. me, I think that they went a little bit too much on the odd object stuff. It was. It was. I think you can get rid of Jackie style and put something else there. I think Jackie style was not needed. Something else. Needed, something else should have been there. They needed a barbell move. They needed a barbell event. A moderately event. heavy a barbell. Cycling. A cycling. Yeah, where it's in the middle of something. You're doing snatches. You're doing. Uh, yeah. If I could get rid something. of one vent, get Cleans, get it rid of Jackie cleans. style and put something else in there. Yeah, a, a moderately heavy barbell for a lot of cycling. Yeah. And make it oh, let's see. Times you had 20 plus. I mean the time frame's not bad. No. Yeah, keep the time frame. You know. Take or out the rowing. 15, no. Yeah, something. Ooh. The Torian Strong, like Strongman Diane thrown in there. Something like that. That was something actually pretty like cool. Yeah, that, that, that was, was actually pretty cool. They had cool. some cool events. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I would take out and just replace it with something appropriate based off what we haven't done. And it could be thrusters and, I mean, what have we, what have we had so far? We had legless rope climbs. There's ring muscle-ups in the final event. So, yeah, maybe something, let's see, GHC sit-up skier. So could've maybe had, something with some a, sort of like a like an increasing, like an increasing friend. Oh. Start off yeah. 21, 21 at 135 and Well, we did that in the up. open, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you always have something like that. And yeah. then, then you 15 at like 185. Well, they did do that song. Yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. But that's what, that's what it is. All the other something things, like yeah. I honestly think you replace that one, and there's really little to piss and moan about. Well, take the torque, take the torque tank out. What would you put in there instead? <sighs> Anything. Anything. <laughs> I mean, you could have had you could have had double unders in that. You could have had. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, walking lunges with the dumbbells. Walking lunges with the with the dumbbells. To walk down to the other end or something like that. Yeah, I like that. <sighs> okay. Forward somersaults. <laughs> Forward somersaults. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look. Uh, overhead walking lunges. Yeah, <clears throat> I like that one, zombie. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, let's look at Torium Pro while I'm here. Event one was that, uh, oh, yes, it was the um, King's Ransom. Is that it? Let me see. I think it's at the bottom here. King Arthur. The yeah. chipper, basically a beefed-up chipper from the games. When was that chipper? 
can't remember. 15 overhead squats, 15 burpee box jump overs, 15 thrusters, 15 power cleans, 15 ring muscle-ups, 1,500-meter run, and then back up the line. That's when Tia was just a different person when she decided to come into the stadium after the run and do 15 unbroken muscle-ups on the way back. Yeah. No one else did that, including the men. (laughs) No one else did that. Uh, She is completely untouchable. Yeah. Completely untouchable. I've, I've, yes. Like you just have to make up horrific like scenarios that she wouldn't be able to get it. Like what was fun watching her was she, uh, and we said this, we started saying this last year that she was making up her own events within the event. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, let me see how I'm going to challenge myself this way. Let me see what I'm going to do here. Let me see if I can do all 15 unbroken. Like where you all of a sudden start to see her like kind of buckle over cause she's tired. It's yeah. not like it's not because she was racing anybody. She was testing something on her own. Like it looked like it looked like a training day. She was test- testing herself against the programmers. Yeah. Especially well, that, that snatch the, the one event. that she blew out, the one that she the one that was not supposed to be done in two rounds, and she yeah. finishes it in two rounds and flips the dude off. That was ha! awesome. Crushed you. Like, damn. You're awesome. Yeah. I like this event. I do think, like, looking at all the results, I think Alyssa is on to something, is that there were a lot of short events here. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was another one? King Arthur was one. Don't stop me. <clears throat> this one. This is what you're talking about. Two minutes, 15 chest of our pull-ups, 15 and 10 echo bite cows, then max snatches at 47 and 30. 34 kilograms, which I think is like 175. Rest two minutes and repeat until 60 snatches are completed. The round cap is four. Yeah. I like it. I like this yeah. one a lot. It is a, say you compare it to another short event. It is, but it's a totally different event. Yeah. Inter- I don't think intervals count the same. The the intensity is 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 through the roof compared to like even if you were to make a five a five minute race if you were to put a five minute time cap or a six minute time cap on something when you're all out for two minutes yeah two minute rest and all out again for two minutes even though you may have a working time of six minutes say that the intensity the stimulus is way different yeah intervals are nasty oh dude nasty yeah. But, but she did not like Tia did not make this look nasty at all. She basically was like, "Oh, all right, told let me you go I ahead could do it. it. <laughs> Two rounds. Told you I could do it. Let's see, strongman Diane. That was event five, regional, regional. Ricky Garrard almost died in the first event. Did you see that, dude? That guy, he just has a hard time keeping food Wait, down. Just, he was the same thing at the Wadapalooza too. So I know. Hard. Stop making it harder on yourself. One. <laughs> Three, five. Strongman Diane. This one was cool. 21 strict deficit handstand push-ups. Husa fell back carry. 15 strict deficit handstand push-ups. Kettlebell farmer carry. Nine strict deficit. And then the yoke carry. That's cool. That's the kind of Diane I'm talking about. No deadlifts. (laughs) 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 Here's a question. I feel like this is an easy answer. 
Is Tia greater than Matt and Rich? Yes. Combined. Compared, yeah. Compared to the field? Absolutely. Yes. Like, I don't even need to expand on that. But it's a good question, Jordan. Yes, she is. It's unreal. And it's crazy to say that so, like, cavalier. Yeah. You know, okay, without so even, take, like, the take, conversation. Take this flip of that question. Is it that they are that much better? Is Tia that much better than everyone relative to the field? Or were there more people when Matt and Rich were kind of in their heyday? Like, was the field deep enough? Was the field deeper there versus what, what Tia has to deal with? No. Not Rich's. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see. Like I don't. I can't pick an event where I would go. Oh yeah, Tia just has to kind of like. Yeah. Just has to do so okay on then, if we go to the games and the producers like, who are your two athletes you want to think they're going to win? I will never not pick Tia for one of them. Totally. Tia doesn't have a weakness. Like, none. Not even one. None. And there's not even one who's like, oh, she'll be okay at this. Maybe she'll struggle. There isn't one. I can't think of a single thing other than maybe like a one-mile handstand walk. Wad Zombie, no way. No, no. way. Wad Zombie, no. I mean, I love you, I, I dude. Think Laura, Laura, Laura will amazing. not even be close. She did great, and I think she's going to have a great showing, but nope. Nope. No. It's, uh, I, I, but the fact that I can't expand on this other than say no shows you that. I don't even have to like feel I need to sell this to anyone. No. Yes, her handstand walks are slower, which is why I put it in there. <clears throat> For a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. You know what I would like to see? Tia against the men at Torian with their weights. <laughs> now, she wouldn't be top five. That's just how it works. But it would have been more fun. <laughs> damn impressive. Jeez. Um, oh, the last one here at Torian was their finale. Let's see. I like their finale. Oh, I just went past it. Oh, it's here at the top. These are the finales I like. 1,000-meter row, 100 double-unders, one or 10 deadlifts at 185 and 125, which is like over 400 pounds and 275 for the women. I think it's like 405 and 275, basically. With it's that little awesome at the end. You sorry, have to sell the row. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say is like, this isn't one where you just like row buy-in. No, and they and that's what how it usually is. And you have to sell out on the row, and you have to be you cannot miss on the double unders. Because for the most part, all these athletes can do that deadlift. Yeah. So it's who gets there first because it's it's, I mean, basically going to be touch and go for everyone. Corey, yeah, this is a good this is a good way to put where Tia is. He says there's levels to this. Tia's on top, and everyone else is on the third level. That's exactly what, what this is. I wonder what her CrossFit level is. Is super diamond, platinum, yeah. Kevlar. I don't know what it steel, is. Steel, all blended. Maybe just call it Tia. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we're at right now. That's really how it feels. If there was three levels, there's Tia. No one is on the second level, 
and every the next group is on the third. That's yeah. the best way to describe it. Good job, Corey. Does anyone have a cross at level? Yeah, we got all our leveling systems. You we didn't get the did. you didn't get the hopper email and read it top to bottom to figure out the sneaky publication that we're getting <laughs> levels in the middle of the open mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Second and third should be fun. Yes. The rest of the race at the podium for the women's side should be exciting. Should be exciting. Um, okay, let's switch over to the Lowlands. Let me find this. Lowlands throwdown. Event one. That was the legless one. Uh, oh, the second one. Two rounds, 1,200-meter air runner into three rounds of 12 axle bar deadlifts and a six-meter out-and-back handstand walk around an obstacle and unbroken. And then after that, a 600-meter row at the end. This was actually a cool one. It was different in a lot of different ways. The axle bar really didn't throw anybody off. It was just a little wrinkle. But that row at the end was just mean. Like, <laughs> congratulations, your two rounds are done. Enjoy this kick in the dick. Like, that's, I feel like they just, like, you might as well have just done that to me after my last handstand walk. Just kick me, kick me as hard as you could right between the legs, and it probably would have hurt less than a 600-meter row buyout. <laughs> and God help me if you get there next to anyone at the same time. I'm like, damn it! That's the, that's the worst. Is that, isn't that the worst feeling? To get to a monostructural element at the end, somewhere between four to five hundred meters, and and against someone, for the for the for the win. Yeah, because that's when everyone makes those really cool faces. <sighs> yes, eyes closed. You go away for that two minutes. You're selling your soul for for that six hundred meters. Yeah. It was brutal. The walk was cool. That was different around a cone. The problem is they had so many damn lines in the ground that it was like throwing athletes off. Yeah. Like uh, I, I like I like that event. I, I mean, it's just an event. I think I right. I, I right? see it. You have your monostructural part in there. I. I don't necessarily know if i like that you have to go out and back for the handstand walk i'd rather them have to do a longer handstand walk or over something or whatever it just it the, it i think that that piece starts to take away the fitness piece of it like we start dipping into and not that going around a circle is like making it a circus because we've seen circus events where they're yeah. through the cones and over the this and the over that, which, and I think that those are kind of like that too. They kind of, they veer on the one side. It, it gets super niche where it's all about the handstand walk kind of a thing. And that had to be unbroken, right? If it wasn't unbroken, they had to go start over again. Yeah. 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 So that's, you could, you all of a sudden lose your fitness because you can't turn around an object. It's like, you're not fit. Well, it's, it's no different than the ramp and stairs. Well, it could be different. I mean, I mean, everyone... it's just a it's a handstand walk skill. We all do nah, that in the gym. Don't nah, pretend like they've never tried that before. Well, I mean, I know they play it, but it's like to it just seems like an odd an, an odd piece. I'm not saying it's a bad event. I just 
it just seemed like that was almost, I don't know, unnecessary for what you're trying to do. All right. This was just an event to me. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. I had fun watching people on the row. I will never do it because I don't want to do that to my body. I liked this one. This one was one That's of those that cool. surprised me. So this is the interval one at Lowlands, a lot like what we saw at the Torium Pro. So it was, was it four different segments, 27 chest, it was chest bar pull-ups, dumbbell thrusters, then max burpee box jump overs in a time remaining. The time frame decreased while the reps buy-in decreased. Your score was burpee box jump overs. But this is where athletes showed how much better they are than I really realize. Because, like, I wonder if they'll break <laughs> anywhere in here. And no one did. <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> I was like, ah, maybe in round one just to be smart and save yourself so you can get through round two and one break two. And then after that, you're going broken. And they're like, no. We are going to do this unbroken. And we're going to do it as fast as we can. And then we'll do burpees as fast as we can. And then we'll keep going. And I was like, oh, my God. These, they're just different people now. Yeah. Zero it's crazy. Zero pain tolerance. And this one was cool because you'd look at the boxes while they're walking on their way back and people just did their, went for it. I, I liked this event. This was a cool one. I think this is, I like this one too. I thought it was awesome. This one was fun to watch because it was exciting. There's some great races. It really did, again, the interval piece really, I mean, ramp, ramps up the intensity on, on this particular event versus just a short event. I mean, you, you, you add all the working time that they had together is at two, four, six, seven minutes of working time. Yeah. And there's a shit ton of work that's getting done. Yeah. A shit ton of work that's getting done. Um, it's a very unique way of putting all of these pieces in there. And I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this one. <clears throat> barbell one. Okay, we got two and one. Okay, this one, Devil's Advocate. This was so overprogrammed. <laughs> like crazy overprogrammed. Just 50 devil presses at 50 and 35, basically 40 handstand push-ups, 30 sandbag, two shoulder at 150 and 100, 20 handstand push-ups, then 25 devil presses. Okay, if you want to make that a 20-minute workout, you can do that, but your time cap was 11 minutes. Right, <laughs> and like the winner on the men's side, one person got to the dumbbells. We're like, I win! I did one devil press at the end. That was massively overprogrammed, massively. And for these two movements independently, devil presses and sandbag cleans, the weight yeah. differences in how men and women handle them are might as they're two different worlds. I don't know what it is about devil presses, but like 50s with men and 35s with women are totally different movements. Yeah. Just how strong women are getting. And it's just so much difficult for men. I think there's a range of motion element to that too. But the sandbag, it's not, it's, it's not close. Like, and we saw that at Dubai yeah. where they had that yeah. chipper in the middle. Like the guys could not clean that thing more than like one time every 10 or 12 seconds. Like, the guys couldn't get through the sandbag cleans. Yeah. And the girl's like, touch and go, five. <laughs> this was so overprogrammed. I think this, the easiest way they could have done this a little bit is go 40-40, 20-20, and then 10 at the end. Just a little change. Really, I think they should cut all the reps in half on the devil presses, sandbags, and make them race. 
certainly not. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, the tall guy, short guy thing, I thought actually, they actually balanced that well throughout the weekend. Like, everybody got theirs this weekend. Yeah. They, everybody got theirs this weekend. There wasn't that. Uh, last one. And I'm saving this one because I think this is actually my favorite event of the entire weekend of all semifinals. The finale here was awesome. Like, this is, this is a classic regional finale. 40, yeah. 32 cal bike, 2016 bar muscle up, 10 overhead squats at 170 kilos or 225 and 155, basically. The, it, this was the exact opposite of what just happened. Right? We overprogrammed and overshot and really didn't f- know what we were doing in event five. And this one was just like, Mwah! I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it did <clears throat> exactly. Exactly what you would hope it would do. It pushed everyone to the limit in the overhead squat. And that's what was so great. Because all these, all these athletes are going to hammer the bike. And they all did. Then they have to go, okay, do I have enough to hold on to the bar and basically go unbroken or pretty damn close to that? And if I do, I now have to – I cannot put the bar down. I mean, you saw what happened. That, that's what happened to Luca. is – yeah. When the bar goes down, it's not a 5, 10, 15 second thing. It's a minute. Right. And you're in the race, and then you're not in the race. And I just love that it's fat, it was fast enough and intense enough and allowed and encouraged people to roll the dice and just be like, okay, if I want my shot, uh, I, I, it's either you're all in or you're all out. One, it, That's just how it works. And that's what happened. And you, you saw that. Yeah. People made big jumps or they just kicked themselves right out of the running. And I thought that was that was the way that a finale was supposed to cap off the weekend. It was yeah. it was a it was a true I mean everybody pushed all their chips in. Everybody. Yeah. It was rad. And it was some of the best comebacks we've ever seen. Yeah. So Kyle said it Kyle Landis, if you haven't seen it, just go watch. Go watch the last heat of men and last heat of women. It's totally worth taking the oh 10 minutes that it'll take to watch that. But it was. It was so good. It was chaos. Yeah. Because people were just racing to the bar because think like people were centered by singular points getting to that. Yep. Racing through the bike faster than they thought they could possibly do and hang on to the bar muscles and getting that bar and people getting to like the eighth, ninth rep then failing and then not being able to do another one. I didn't even know that oldest Ubenix didn't finish the event. I didn't oh, even shit. see that. Wow. Yeah. And he was in second, and he almost he almost missed out because of what Moritz Feibig did. Like at the end, uh, Matt's like, the oldest didn't finish. I'm like, what? I thought he did finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of know what happened, but you don't, Kyle. Go watch it. Go watch that one. Yeah, just it, you have to watch it. And before we, we hop off here, shout out to Will F. and Morad. Dude. 80 points out from James Sprague and over 60 points out of a fifth place position. He was so far out, they didn't even highlight him before the heat started. And then they missed him. Like, no one knew what he was doing. I don't blame anybody. I would have been like, I was doing that. I was doing that on the broadcast. I even said, like, Moritz was going 
batshit crazy. I'm like, cool, we can watch that, but it doesn't matter because it's Munweiler and Luka Dukic and this Italian guy. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we'd peek him and I saw, and uh, we'd even go on top of him like, hey guys, we don't, remember, we don't need to focus too much on him going for it because he's, he's too far out and all these guys are going to catch him. He was only 19 points out. Truthfully, I thought he was 29 points out. I did the math wrong. So thankfully they were showing him more than I wanted them to. <laughs> I just did, I just screwed up. I did the math wrong. Now I was still following the right people. It was Munweiler versus Luka Jukic. They were separated yeah. by one point. One. Yeah. And they were both going for it. And then shit the ha- fit, hit the fan for both of them. And then yeah. after this five guy, he wins it. I'm like, okay, he wins it. And then after two minutes, I was like, uh-oh. No one is finishing this event like I thought they would. Now his score is really matters. I didn't think it would based off who was there. And the same thing happened at um, Syndicate. Morad wins the event. No choice. Sprague, who was, or Sprague was sitting in third. Third. Like 60 points clear of sixth. 81 points clear of Will Morad. And the I feel so bad for the dude. That sucks. Like the like we're celebrating the comeback, but on the other side of a massive comeback is a is just a massive implosion. Massive fall from grace. Which sucks. Yeah. And the kid is a he seems like a good kid, his way he handles himself. I know, you know, he worked his ass off all weekend, and then he had one bad finish and missed the games by one point. Sucks. Well, there have been a lot of great athletes that have missed their shot by one point and come back and had some pretty incredible yeah. careers. So, have, go give Brent Fakowski a phone call. Yeah, you guys haven't know how many times Brent Fakowski missed the games on like the final overhead squat of two different finales, right? And now look what he did when he got to the games finally. That was one of those like, you knew how good he was going to be if he could ever get to the games. <laughs> 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 but shout out to Will Mora. That was uh, insane. Insane. Good weekend, though. Yeah. Like overall, good weekend. Yeah, there's. We had, I mean, we had our things with the races. programming, but like, yeah, awesome races. The events were fun to watch. I wish more people would show up and watch these things in person in the United States. Dude. Come on, guys. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Pandemic or something? No. That's what it, that's what it looks like. Not in Tennessee. Shit. Like you you guys, oh man, your your place in Amsterdam was packed. Yes, it was. And it was funny Torian, because packed. Torian, I want to go. I want to go watch. I want to go watch the semifinal in that place. You yeah. got freaking flames. Yeah. And the setup and the arena and like the custom floor and you know it's loud. Oh dude. Plus I just want to hang out with Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but it sucked. It sucked for the athletes. It sucked for the the organizers. I mean, that's not their fault. I I really think the the onus is on CrossFit putting four semifinals all in like the northeast corner of U- United States and southeast corner of Canada. There's no reason to have two like in this box. If this box place. is North America, they're like they're all here. That's where they are. Yeah, that was a mistake. Just, yeah, that was a mistake. And it was unfortunate to see because they deserve more than that. Like Syndicate, Mac, what those guys do, Wilson Pack and Luke Espy, what they do. Uh, those guys is, are great. 
they might put on the most professional event out there. And there's a and all of them are like Lowlands was unbelievable. Torian Pro was unbelievable. Like, did you see the competition floor? Holy crap. The volunteers yeah. they have, the professionalism, yes, yeah, something bad happened there, but like fuck, that's just life, man. Things happen. But to have like nobody there. It was that, empty. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it was sad. I felt but bad. But it sucks too, because like I think putting it back to back weekends in the same spot cut the nuts off of it. People basically had to choose. Right? It's like, like which how, one do you go I don't to? Know how the, I don't know how that would ever be a good idea. I think they, well, I think the, the problem is, is like they're taking the brunt of saving CrossFit's ass. Cause Who is? Wilson and Luke and the Ugh. syndicate. Because they, there wasn't another one out there that could do it in the time frame that they needed to turn around and so like, hey, we'll do it. They're like, we'll do it. Now they they bailed them out and they're not getting anything for it. Well, that's messed up if that's the case. Yeah, that is the case. That is the case. And they were the, one of the you, last ones would, announced, so they couldn't like get prom, promotion to it. It's in the same building. It's back to back weekends. So it, you're you're automatically splitting your your audience in half. Uh, I hope I. Yeah. Anyways, if you're in you Tennessee, across the podcast, <laughs> yeah, please go watch the Mac in person. Please be an OG. Go there in person. If you can't be there in person, at least watch the stream. That has a massive impact on things, gang. I do not want to understate how important it is to just be a part of it. I think someone this weekend, I can't remember who it was. He had three. He had a three-monitor computer, and he had Torium Pro, Lowlands, and Syndicate on all three. Yeah, yeah. Go to Granite Games, see Colton Mertens, Wad Zombie. Yeah. And while you're there, get yourself a Colton Mertens playing card. <laughs> Try to get that shit signed. <laughs> have you Have you seen those? Yeah. <laughs> I have mine. I have one in my office right now. Yeah, where is it? In your uh, in the protective casing? <laughs> yeah, I do. I told <laughs> I told Kurt and I, Colton I was like, "Hey, you're gonna sign this, and if you don't sign it, Muscle Hamster, I'm gonna throw it in the trash." And he goes, "Oh, I'm for sure signing it, Muscle Muscle Hamster." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> you're a cool dude. You're a cool dude." Heard the UT graduation the same time, and no one got close to the hotel. Uh, I mean, I could see that being a deterrent. True. Still, sucks because they deserve sucks. they deserve it. They deserve it. All right, gang. Eighty people. God bless each and every one of you guys. Hit that like Good button. Friend. Hit the bell so you guys know when we do this. We'll do something a little later, but wanted to overview things. Tell some horror stories from traveling. Did my best Bill Grundler impression over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's it. What do you want to do later this week? Anything? Something. Um, I thought we had, oh, we got to do Murph. We got to do Murph. We got to do Murph. And when we do it, by the way, oh, what's his name? Jimmy. This guy, I'm going to try to find this while I stretch. This guy... 
who was uh, he posted on his Instagram. He's like, was listening to the podcast while doing Murph in my garage. Day two, like day 326 or something. I was like, wait a second. Are you doing Murph every day? Oh, this guy. Look at this name. On his Instagram, it's Jimbo Broski. Whoa. He's been doing Murph every day for the last year. Every day for the last year. So we're going to get him on the podcast. That's that's what we got. I forgot. We're going to do a okay. Murph. We're going to do a Murph episode. We're going to go through the history of Murph. We're going to go the, the importance of Murph, why, why it's fun, why you don't have to do Murph on Memorial Day as another one. But we're going to talk to this guy because we have a Fitness Freaks uh, series. And... Jim's been doing a Murph every day for 360. Oh, what's up, bro? Old muscle hamster. Old muscle hamster. <laughs> what's up, bro? I'm bringing my car to Granite Games. I want you to sign that. I want you to get some sweat on, too. Drip some sweat into the card. Maybe fuck it up a little bit, but I got I got Merton's sweat <laughs> and his signature. <laughs> Gonna resell that on Instagram or um, eBay. Yeah, so we got a Murph episode coming up later this week. We'll let you guys know when that happens. Um, but yeah, Brabroski, whatever. We we've been texting back and forth. I can't. I can barely get my thirty minutes <laughs> of cardio in a day. That's my goal for the year. And this guy's doing Murph. <laughs> Like, there's a little part of me that was like, yes, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. While I was in Amsterdam, and this is the last story, I, we got done with dinner and a long day, and it was midnight. And I was like, I haven't done anything yet. So I walked around Amsterdam. This was Friday night until 1 in the morning. So I walked for an hour. I probably shouldn't have done that. I didn't know where I was. I just followed noise, and I was like, oh, there's people over there. And I would walk to it in light. And I never got lost, thankfully. It all looks the same. It's all like brick buildings that are four stories high and everybody lives. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Jason. Thank you guys all for being here. I really do appreciate it. We had a great time with you guys. As always, shit, I do these things every day for two hours and just shoot it with you guys if we can. But the next episode will be on Murph. We will bring Jim on board, talk about his accomplishments, the whys, the what he's, you know, how's it been, how's it going. Talk about what's coming up on Memorial Day for Murph, why we do it, what it's about, and uh, why really it's just a way to celebrate any which way you want with a hero workout of your choice. That'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good, be a good one. one. But this is a great one. Thank you guys for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Bill? Thanks, man. Yeah, bro. Bye, guys. See y'all.